talking about life, faith, and everything in between. This is Messy Christianity. And we are back live with Messy Christianity, Brent, Kevin, and Jeff. How are you guys doing today? Muy bueno. Good, man. Muy bueno. We got a good one today. I was in a conversation with a friend of my uh, son's, and um, he was asking me about, um, actually, I think I made a, made a statement about how much I enjoy my job, and he said something to the effect of, well, my dad says, you don't do a job that you like, you do a job that pays you money. <laughs> and, you know, I, I don't know the history behind that statement when it comes to those particular two people, so I can't make a judgment on that, right. but the statement itself does make, make me wonder, how many people are just doing a job for money? And how many people are really satisfied in the work they do? And is there truth to both sides? And is there something that needs to be done um, if if they're not in the right place? So that's kind of our jumping off point. Um, I know I love what I do. It's, a, it's, it's, I think, the best job on the planet. It's a lot of work, a whole lot of work. And anybody who doesn't think so needs to just do our job for... Uh, they can't really do it for a day. They'll have to do it for a month or two months to really get a sense because it is different. But but I do. I'm so thankful. I love my job. Um, but it's also not a huge money maker either. So, where do you guys stand on this? I think it's got to be both. I mean, uh, in the initial, I mean, we need money. <laughs> you got to make you got to make a living. But yeah, I think it has. I think it's okay to land on both. That uh, you know, search for something you love. My goodness, it's it's the majority of your life is your profession. That's a big part of your chunk of your life. Um, yeah. Well, as soon as we heard this topic, you know, there was a song that came to my mind. <laughs> Take money, this money, money, job. money, money, money. <laughs> yeah. Take this job and shove word. it. Yeah, that's a show that's me the money. One. Well, you know, yeah, we're we're in the ministry because we love the money. financial security yeah. that yeah. this <laughs> that this gives week in and week out. And um, he's being sarcastic, in case y'all don't know. Bit, just a little bit. Um, it, that is a that is a tough one because I'm thinking back to my own early education years, and th- those were the conversations. I don't think the conversation today with these teenagers is any different than we had in our upper thirty, upper forties, and early fifties versus those who are older. I think about previous generations. I think about my my parents' generation. Mm-hmm. My father-in-law retired from a company after just a few months shy of fifty years. Now, that's unheard of yeah. Yeah. in this day and age. And that was without big college education and, and things of that nature. And there was this security of staying with a company for so long. But the day and age that we live in today, it's not the same. It is. It feels as though, you know, whatever's going to pay me more tomorrow, I'm going to jump on that. So I can stay at some place for a month, six months, a year, but it's always progressing to going somewhere else so that there's more financial security. And we've been taught that the American dream is financial security. And even from a Christian perspective, when you're looking at programs, so many programs, some of them such as financial peace and other financial secure uh, Christian centered mm-hmm. um, programs that are out there, it's still talking about financial security is a big, big focus within the Christian circles today. So I can see very easily where a teenager can hear whether that's exactly what was said, like you were saying in that conversation between a dad and a son, 
find what's going to make the most money and pursue that because that's the only way you're going to acquire the wealth needed to do and buy and be who it is that you want to be. Yeah, maybe we should back up just a little bit and try to kind of compartmentalize these within the conversation because we are speaking on a very broad topic very, very broad. and it's, it means something different to an 18 year old right. that it might mean to, or even to a 16 year old that it might mean to a 45 yeah. or, or a 55 or or, yeah. yeah so I, I think the foundational understanding is that work is from god now it happened to be a curse from god but nevertheless you know in genesis uh well, i guess genesis 3 um, he said, you're going to work the ground. So field, yeah. work work is not something that we get out of. I mean, it's something we have to do. It's part of how we live because you don't—the New Testament talks—I can't remember the, the place, but it says, if you don't work, you don't eat, right? Yeah. Paul writing to the church. Yeah, so so it, it's not an unholy or an ungodly thing. It's part of life. So we can find fulfillment in our work, but the question I guess we need to ask is, do, do we have a realistic perspective? Perspective of work in terms of a lot of what I see in the younger generations, they want to find that dream job mm-hmm. the moment they get out into the work field, and they don't want to, you know, they're looking yeah. at this is going to be my lifelong thing, right. and I want purpose. I want to make a dent in the universe. Yeah. And after like six months at the job, they're like, I'm not making a difference, so I'm going to move to something else because they, they, I think that's a very short-sighted perspective. Yeah. Um. So, so maybe we should talk about the different. Uh, different phases of of work. So, like the beginning of work, like a like somebody just out of college or just out of high school. Right. What what should that person be looking for? Do you think? Uh, well, I don't know if I'm answering directly, but I think there's there is balance. There is that balance of the the guy who's that did that job for fifty years, and then there's the balance of the of the hey, I want to do something that really inspires me and fulfills me. And there there is a balance there because. I think there may be some um, just stick to itness with a job yeah. that that it is something that is ultimately going to be that for you, um, but you, you know every day is not a a great day at work. You know at any job, I mean, it's great days and then there's great days. So I think you kind of there, there is, I guess, to the younger generation, you know, a little stick to itness. Um, De- I'm, I'm developing remind- a work ethic. Yeah, 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 Big deal. right. Big it's work deal. Ethic. Yeah, yeah. It, it is because so many of the issues, we have a younger generation that, for whatever reason, they expect, and this is general, this is not saying everyone thinks this way, but many in that younger generation, the the 16 to 25-year-olds generation, from what I'm seeing today, feel as though as soon as they graduate from high school, college, whatever it is, they should be making enough money to financially be in the same position that their parents who have worked 30 or 40 years and to, to acquire, they should have at that same moment. And that's unrealistic. So for me, the younger generation, if you're walking into and learning, maybe you haven't figured out what your calling is for the duration of your life, the direction. Developing that work ethic is so important right here, right now. Work hard. The scripture talks about that. Everything you do, you do as if you're doing it to the glory of God. You know, practicing the presence of God in everything that you're doing. The Brother Lawrence writings, it's it's how do I honor and serve God to the very best of my ability in this moment? And through that, allow circumstances and the different jobs that you're in and the conversations that you have and developing, working on relationships between yourself and, and bosses 
helps to create the character in the individual yeah. that is going to be that next leader 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road. Right. Yeah, such a great point because if, you, if, if you've never worked a minimum wage job in an environment that is not super healthy, in a, a, a place that's beneath you, you really don't have a concept of where a large part of the world is working. Can we say three dollars and fifty cents? I was at nineteen eighty. I think it was less than eight, that. Was it? Like I, I don't remember. Three forty-five. Well, I think the first one was like three and a quarter, something yeah. like that. Three and a quarter. My three first paycheck a was a dollar ninety-eight. I never cashed it because they took out uniform, food fee. Yeah. <laughs> not to you know, stroke our own egos here, but I bet you guys, because uh-huh. I, I was the same way, in some of those jobs, um, I did get promoted fairly quickly, and I'm sure you did as well. Like, it, th- there is something in even taking a job like that, but taking it seriously. And yes. even now, like, I'm way too much fast food, but there are certain individuals at the fast food, you're like, they don't want to be here, it's obvious, they don't care, you know, and they're just here. But then, every once in a while, you get that one who's like, hey, how can I help you today? And they're super excited. They must have been trained job. by Chick-fil-A. They probably yes, yes. were trained Another by Chick-fil-A. Another shout out. Yeah. <laughs> but it's Stoppers, a, it's, if you're listening. You see the difference, you know? And, 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 and I can even look as the old guy now and go, that kid's going to go somewhere. Yes. He really is, or she really is, you know? You can see it. There's a lot of satisfaction in knowing that you're a hard worker. When everybody else is slacking, knowing that you are busting your butt. Yeah. Now, that, can, be, that be, can become an idol. I mean, that can become something that drives you to the opposite extreme. But I know you guys have been there as well where you're at a job and everybody else is slacking. And you're, you're like, you know, you know what? They're paying me to work. I'm not just going to sit around. I mean, there's something, something inside of you that's a good thing when you have a work ethic that you're going to work even when nobody's watching. And that's I think a big deal. It, it, it's a it's a dig deep thing, not to get too psychological on this, but you do work for a boss, but ultimately, like the motivation, that is part of the motivation because you've got to kind of do your job for the boss. Yeah. But it's more internal than that. If, if, if you're really like, I'm doing this good job because I want to be the, <laughs> the best me I can be. I want to be all that God wants me. That's a whole nother level of motivation. You know, that's a satisfaction that, you know, you're not, the boss may recognize you and give you a promotion, but that's ultimately not what's driving you. And also I would, I would encourage the younger generation not to assume that by the time you're 18, 20 years old, you are supposed to know what the direction of the rest of your yeah. life so is going to look like. That's our next podcast, by the way. I, yeah. I, mean, I, I didn't figure part of I didn't figure that out for a long time. And yeah. I, I could look back at 22, 25, 27, 28 years old, and I could list a whole bunch of things I knew I wasn't supposed to do with the rest of my life based on what I'd done. But still, I, I not having that clarity of, of the direction. And so that's part of it, testing the waters yeah. uh, and, and seeing what is it that I'm good at, that I'm not good at, that I'm, I'm wired for, and, and pursuing that. I knew a young man a, few, a number of years back. And his, both of his parents, I think both of his parents were physicians. I know, I know at least dad was physician, but I think both of them were. And they were highly encouraging him to become a doctor. And at 22 or so years old, this guy was an incredible cook. I'm talking top-notch type of 
of mm-hmm. recipes that you're go, you're paying high dollar restaurants. I'm not talking about he can flip burgers and cook fish. I mean, right. he could do some gourmet. He's talking about himself. I love burgers. I wish I was. Uh, <laughs> and 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 he was, I remember having conversation with him and he was struggling with the idea of parents tell me if we're going to pay for your college, this is what you're going to do. And he said, "But I want to do this because this is where I'm passionate about." And it, it's a struggle. So, but all of life is a struggle, and yeah. and I, you I just get, have to you just kind of pray through the moment and and follow a track and see what doors open, what doors close. But be passionate. I get both sides of this coin, though, because I, I I completely agree with with everything you said. Because there are those that they just get stuck in the wrong profession their whole life, and they're not in their passion or purpose at all. And by the way, you can change. We can talk about yeah. adults yeah. here too, but. But I do see the flip side of that from the from the parent that's looking at an education system now where we have all these degrees and I don't even, I don't know their stats, but yeah. all these people who are working in professions that it's not even their degree in, in the first place. We have so many more degrees nowadays that that are and useless. so many that are worthless. Yeah, I mean, just exactly. Complete. So I, I kind of get the parents like, hey, and coming from that generation too, where you know you you need to be in something where you're going to be able to feed your family. I, I get that side of the coin, and I get the purpose and passion side. So I, I feel like we got two generations that are kind of talking almost an extreme on both sides. And there's a, the marriage of those two could be really good. That could be the sweet spot, you know? Yeah. Also keeping in mind that for the majority of people, their identity is their work. Yep. Therefore, yeah. if I have, my identity is a higher paid type of um, job that I'm doing, then my identity is I'm, in the upper class, I'm in the elite. I'm set apart. You know, I don't think. I, just going back to what you said earlier, there. I, one thing we have done for years, and this may be changing a little bit, but we've we've promoted the the idea of the American dream. But it's high school, and then you know, if, if you want to go to the next stage, you, you'd probably need to go to college, and then maybe a secondary degree, this kind of stuff. And it's not like we take a lot of time to to just pull back and go, hey, what's your passion? What's your purpose? I mean, the the internals aren't even really dealt with. That's a, those are important questions that, that should be dealt with early in life. And then even later in life, you know, can somebody make a change? A lot of people have done it. Yeah. Matter of fact, I think the average person changes jobs like three or four or five mm-hmm. different times. You, you know, the, the I, like you said, the father who works the same place for 50 years, you don't hear that anymore. Because the there's problem no, is it's harder. Yeah. It's, it's harder when you got two kids and three kids and a mortgage and, you know, that kind of stuff. That's a lot harder to do than uh, to do it early on. And I'm going to do something that we've never done before. I'm going to do a Facebook Live while we're doing <laughs> a uh, Wait, podcast. You want me to do a Facebook yeah, Live? Yeah, you do you a doing Facebook a, no, Live. Doing that. That'd be weird. All right, <laughs> so we're just doing a Facebook Live because uh, some people may want to know, what in the world do you guys, how, how do you do this? And, multitasking. Yeah, multitasking. So this is, uh, this is our podcast that will drop this coming Thursday. And the question is, <laughs> Um, should we do a job that we like, or should we do a job that pays us money? So there you go. This is this is the this is the beauty. Yeah. Hey show guys, me, hey show guys. me the money. I'm reminded of a story. I uh, <laughs> so. I just heard this recently, but it's an old story. A preacher did it a long time ago. I, I don't know which one did it, but uh, this guy that worked in a toll booth. <clears throat> um, you know the toll booths we drive yeah. by all the time, and um, that was his job. But he. Every day that this guy drove by him and saw him in the toll booth, the guy has his headphones on, he's jamming out, he's having a good time, and he's happy, smiling at everybody. 
So finally, this preacher asked him, why are you so happy about this job? And he said, are you kidding me? They pay me to stand here eight hours a day and listen to my music. I get to dance for eight hours a day to my <laughs> music. So That's a good perspective. It's perspective. I saw yeah. one of a guy who was working at a fast food restaurant um, 13 years or something in the drive-thru. And he's not a manager. He just, he's a reg. He doesn't want to be. He's totally satisfied in the drive-thru, passing out hamburgers. Mm. And and they asked him, basically, do you have motivation or ambition for more? And he, he, And basically he said, more? What more could I want? I get my friends drive by every day, and I get to serve them food, and I get to make them smile. Why do I need more? I I mean, this this guy has truly found the secret secret in life. You can make a lot of money and be miserable, and you can make a whole a little bit of money and be incredibly happy because really it boils down to relationships. Um, So speaking of relationships, I'm going to let it go right here on the live on Facebook, but podcasts we're still here. Yeah. But but that's true. Your your job should give you fulfillment. Maybe not your entire life. Right. There are I think there are periods of time where you just do what you have to do. And I think that's more in the earlier years. Mm-hmm. Like when I was in college, I worked at Taco Bell, I worked at Chick-fil-A, I was an RA, I mm-hmm. did uh, private um, uh, it's a funny story, but this this lady, this really rich lady hired me to clean her house. <laughs> no, I know that's funny, but I would clean her stable and I would I would take her Jaguar to the shop and, and get oh, it. Uh. By the way, Jaguar is the only car that has more vertical miles and <laughs> horizontal. Um, at least that's the joke she told me because I was always taking it to the shop. But I, I would really spend half the time just talking with her. But she would pay me to do. So I did all of these jobs. I helped this one lady clean out her basement for like a year. Um and, and that was not easy, but I did that so that I wasn't radically in debt in college right. so that now it's a whole lot easier to live. So my enjoyment yeah. is more now than it was then because I was working jobs for money then. You know what I think, that makes really, sense? I think really helps, though? And I could do, if you know where you're going, like if you kind of have yeah. a destination in mind— it helps you endure the present, but like it, it's, I think that goal and that that oh, that, yeah. that future really helps because even I had those kind of jobs too and did a lot of stuff, you know. But it, but I I, I never felt like that was my destination. Does that make sense? So mm-hmm. I, there was always a, you know, if, if I were to say, hey, we're gonna uh, we're gonna pack the van up and we're gonna drive up to the mountains and go skiing, <clears throat> you know, everybody could decide, hey, I like that idea. That's a great idea. But if you don't know, then you don't know. So, you know, I think having an idea of where you're going really does help. Yeah. Endure. And and that's, again, part of having a long view of things. Understanding that you don't necessarily have to know where you're going at 18 in terms of the destination. You should at least start to try to figure out the, the, uh, the direction. Um, so we kind of kind of talk. Sounds like we're talking out of both sides of our mouth, but we're really not. What we're expre- expressing is that this thing is a journey, and you don't figure it out overnight and then just get right into it. You learn some things. I learned more from the bad jobs and the bad bosses and the bad situations and the bad pay mm-hmm. than I could ever learn in the good stuff. And to be honest, I appreciate the good stuff because of. I mean, how many churches have you served in where it was like hell? Every single day going to work. Actually, don't answer that. Don't, say. don't answer that. Okay, so not churches, but jobs, right? I, I, any job. Yeah. Any any church. Even. To be I mean, fair, yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it, it it's people. Like so, we have those issues all the time. But um, yeah, it's 
It's part. There's an old thing, and our our generation probably did it, and even before that. But you know, build your resume, build your resume. I would say build your experiences. Yeah. Um. Honestly, you know, if if I'm hiring somebody that they worked at Burger King, you know, it's not gonna. But but if I see that they've worked, that they have customer service ability, like that's experience is so much more important than the actual. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. So I. I would agree, but that is totally based on who you're having a conversation with because the whole concept of a college degree is based on knowledge. Hmm. I mean, if, truly, if, if we believed that experience was most necessary, we wouldn't have the dollars that are being spent on further education yeah. the way that we are with the emphasis on it and all the umpteen degrees that we don't need that you right. were talking about because there is still this ginormous push toward higher education, more knowledge, more more understanding. And I know you're not minimizing that. And I know well, you're actually, not, I'm, but I'm, I might be a little bit because I think I am kind of, I mean, I, I'm, I believe in higher education. Don't get me, don't hear me wrong, but I think we are in a, I think there are, I know that there are major companies that are hiring based upon um, experience as much as they are educated. I think it, well, that's why trade school is so important. It, well, I, so I know somebody, they got a two year degree and some graphic design. They're making, you know, six figures now, like just because they were good and because they were experienced and they were qualified and they were, and, and that's just one story out there. But um, I, I believe in higher education, but I also believe, I also know that we've got a generation of people that, are working in jobs that are unrelated to their fee, their degree, and they've got you know fifty, seventy thousand dollars of college debt. Like it's things are different. So yeah, but now if you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, you're a veterinarian, even a, even a pastor. I mean, there are certain things that the higher education I believe does help. So, I, so I'm, I'm kind of walking the fence. I know, but yeah, and and I see both sides of that. Let's jump to kind of what you were talking about. What about the 35, 45, 55 year olds? Yeah that either want a second career, want a different career. Uh, so many folks, I say so many, I know of folks who have uh, joined Army or military mm-hmm. at a right out of high school. And by the time they're 38 years old, yeah. they're retired. Full retirement. Full retirement, <laughs> and now doing something Shuffling different. So, so upper 30s, early 40s, even 50s, totally changing, going back, getting different degrees, as you were yeah. uh, mentioning uh, before the podcast, Kevin had had mentioned that it, there was a thought a few years ago about pursuing counseling. a path of counseling yeah. um, and, and going back and getting some education toward that. So, what what about those of those people that are our age or older that it's just it's not working anymore? The company's downsizing. I, I don't have my job, or I just can't do this anymore. There's a change in life. All the kids are out of the house, or suddenly I've got four kids in the house mm-hmm. and. And life is just different. Uh, you don't suddenly have four kids. <laughs> well, I can think of a few situations. Hey, but <laughs> you know how it is. As you can say, a blink of an eye and they're all gone. Yeah. I can say a blink of an eye and they're and all look, here. They are all here. <laughs> That's your problem, buddy. Not mine. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, but the, I think that, that what drives our decisions or lack of decisions is uh, too often fear. Yeah. We want we want to live in certainty and mm-hmm. we want to live in a risk-free world. And when mm-hmm. I say we, I say that generically. Some of us thrive on it, but most people don't really want to be in danger. Right. And so 
it is easier to stay in a dead-end place and in a place that you loathe getting up in the morning and going to every day right. than it is to take a risk because you're, you, know, you don't want to fail, you don't want to be without, all those kinds of things. For that person, I would say it's better to take wise steps to change your situation than it is to just endure life for the rest of your life. I gotta be honest. That'd be that would be a miserable way to live if that's. Imagine you're you're 35, you're 40, and you're, you're or 50 looking, or, or whatever. But you're, yeah. and you're looking at something. You're like, this is a. I, I'm I'm hate it. You know, you're just devastated, and you just. Well, you can look at it and go, but the mortgage is still due, the car payment is still due, and and those are realities. I get it, but if it's in, if it's so infecting you that your family is now getting the worst of you because you're coming home. Yeah. You know, all mad, grumpy, mad, yeah, and and it's only getting worse and piling up. So that person's either got to get to a place where they just like turn it off and go, you know what, I don't care, uh, or they've got to make a change. I mean, it's not going to change unless you make it. That's the one thing that we can control. That is a major risk. Yeah, but but it could be one of those things where you look at it and go, okay, I'm going to take the next two years to make a change, and I'm going to work a second job in order to do. I mean, whatever you know. It, Make it happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And a side that we've not talked about that goes along with that, what's the difference between wants and desires versus what I really need? Yeah. And how much of that plays into, well, I'm not making it much and I've got all these payments right. that are due. How many of those payments do you really need? Right. You could versus how many do I do right. I want? And Downsize it, the house? I mean, there, there, there are options to help. Yeah. Uh, alleviate some of that stress if we choose to, and I hate to use the word minimalist, minimalist lifestyle because that conjures up, at least for me, that <laughs> I'm living in a tent out in the woods. Yeah, and I'm right. not saying that, yeah. but we truly do have a culture that every single generation is building upon the other and nothing's going to get yeah. to the point where it truly satisfies. Right. I've got to have the newest, the best, the biggest of everything. And at some point, there's I, just not enough to sustain it. I have a 2,000 square foot house, and I live in about I don't know, 400 feet of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the rest of it stores my stuff. I mean, so I could downsize. So Shannon and I watched a movie last night. It was called Fisherman's Friends. Great movie. It's actually based on a true story of a group of fishermen out of a little fishing village in uh, uh, somewhere in, off the England English coast somewhere. Um, but this was a group of uh, a small town, small fishing village, basically, and they would sing shanties, fishermen uh, shanties, every Friday night for the local village. And there were some guys driving through who were music producers. One of them um, decides, hey, we, I want to sign these guys because they'll be really big. Hmm. And, and the story goes along that basically they were content with a simple life. They fished. They got enough money to pay their mortgage. Happy. They ate. It, they had friends. They 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 spent the weekends at the pub with each other, telling mm -hmm. jokes and laughing and singing. And there was a very real sense of contentment. They didn't need anything bigger. They didn't yeah. need to build an empire. They enjoyed living. And then this guy who comes in from England to mm -hmm. to sign them, basically he comes to the realization of you know what, all the things I've been chasing. They, they don't compare to what you've got here. Yeah. Great film. It's on Netflix right now. But cool. I think that that has a lot to say to where people all, could be, you know, yeah. who are listening to this podcast. That you can always search for bigger. You can always search for more. But at what point does right. the does the life that it costs you to find the more um, not not make it worthwhile? Yeah. Because 
you, you only have so many hours in the day. You only have so many beats of a heart. Right. You know, are, do you miss things with your children? Do you miss things with your wife? Do you miss things with God? Yeah. Because you're pursuing a bigger and a better job. I just don't know that it's worth it. Now, listen, sometimes we work two jobs. We've all done that. Yeah. Sometimes the bills are just bigger than the, the one salary can afford. I mean, there, there's a time and a place for working mm-hmm. our butt off. But but that can't be all of life, right? If if we can help it, there should be a time where we go. You know what? I don't need more. I don't want more. Mm. Um, Shannon and I are getting to the point where now we're just we're trying to figure out. Okay, we have enough. How can we just be more generous? Where how can mm-hmm. we how can we live on this and then just just use this for kingdom stuff? Right. That's the exciting part, you know, yeah. of of life now. But um, I think people need to take a risk. And there's some wife out there going, if you let my husband hear this. <laughs> but but it's true. At some point, yeah. you might just need to take a risk and do it wisely. Right. But but don't stay in a stuck job just because it's a, a because there's no guarantee in that either. I mean, there's really not, especially not in 2020. There's, there's no guarantee of anything anymore. I mean, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, and underneath all this, this is another podcast for another day, but um, is we we trust God. I mean, yeah. we trust God with, with our with our future, with our our lives, with our careers. We trust Him. And so if we feel inside of us this inclination, then God lead, you know? Yep. Any other final words? Money, 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 money. <laughs> Show me the money. So I want somebody out there to uh, Facebook Live, them telling their boss, take this job and shove it. Mm. I recommend not doing that, Man, by the way. <laughs> Was it the Striper song, In God We Trust? Is that the one about the Me, money? Me, I don't remember that one. I yeah. I do know Striper, shout out. Yeah, but I, trust, trust, uh, trust. <laughs> I think we have divulged into an area that we should not The yellow with. and black attack, yes! All right, yes. thank you. This is Miss Christianity. Our next uh, topic is going to be, how do you find God's will for your life? Which is a big question. Have we already done that one? We've done stuff similar, but okay. You know, but, I, but it's I, good enough every conversation changes. That's but, okay. That's all right. So, all right, y'all have a great day. We will see you on the flip side. Thank you for listening to Messy Christianity. Three guys talking about life, faith, and everything in between. Want to know more? Check us out at www.storypointchurch.com or www.messychristianity.com.